happy birthday to me. <laughs> happy birthday <laughs> to, to <me>. you. <laughs> happy <laughs> birthday, <laughs> dear Adnan. <laughs> happy <laughs> birthday <laughs> to <laughs> me. <laughs> All right. Right on. Yeah, man. 30. 30. Holy cow, 38. Oh, yeah. man. Two away from 40. I didn't even know. Yeah, you're 12 away from 50. <laughs> oh, I never thought about that one. That's uh, that's the boat that I'm oh on right now, God. which is like sinking right now. It's crazy. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's good Glad to see to you. Have I haven't me. seen you in a bit, right? Yeah, it's been a while. I know, but you've got a lot on the go right now. I do. It's been amazing. It's busy, busy? Busy, busy. It's been an absolute So the last ride. three funny years have been really good for you. They have been. They have really have been. I've never seen this kind of growth. So I know the, la the last time that we talked, you had a lot of, I guess, uh, uh, irons in the fire. Yes. A lot of things were being planned, but yes. I guess there was a lot of uncertainty. Sure. So yeah. then, but now everything's kind of starting to move along. Move along. Um, it's becoming more widespread. So it's being adapted more in the townships, more, more in the municipalities, more. Uh, the CSA code is starting to become more evolved. And also work in conjunction with the OBC. This was a big so. thing that we just had Luca uh, uh, Bucci on the show. Okay. Who's the CEO of uh, the Ontario Home Builders Association. Oh, cool. Okay. And so I, I, I guess it would apply to you guys as well because, I mean, we're going to talk about modular sure. container yep. building, everything. Yep. Um, I guess it would apply for you guys because his whole thing about the Bill 23 was streamlining the whole process. So if you guys yeah. are dealing is that still connected? Is this is going to be an email that I'm going to send to him sure. to ask him because if you still have to get your C uh, CSA, CSA yeah. approval, yeah, does that apply or does that trump? Does that go towards the OBC, not the OBC, the building office of whatever? Yeah, so it it doesn't trump. It just works in conjunction with what's going, what's been pre-approved. So you first you get your regular permit as you regularly get them. Yeah, and then the CSA is a separate code for because you're building off-site. It's the governing body for manufactured products. So even pipes or vanities or any anything. Any product. Any finished product gets under. So there's different classification, different code. Okay. For modular specifically, it's A277. Uh, and the other one's C305. But don't, I don't know if exactly what it is. Something like that. Uh, so those are the two. That's for the wheeled. And then the non-wheeled A277, which is what every manufacturing facility needs to have in their facility is A277. Got it. Certification. Okay, yeah. so we're going to get into all that. So, sure. Adnan, you're back here on the show. I am, third time. Uh, I'm loving a, it. Yeah, ACAD Modular and mm -hmm. Design. You're the principal, www.acadmodular.com. Mm -hmm. And to reach you is info at acadmodular.com. Yes. And on Instagram, it's ACAD. No, it's not. It's uh, I have ACAD Modular on Instagram and on Facebook, but I'm not heavily posting on that. I will hopefully more, but uh, you can find me as well, Adnan Zabin as well. I post a lot of stuff on that too. Nice. Either or. So a couple of, uh, I got to do a little housekeeping. Sure. Uh, H2O plumbers, I'm uh, wearing their hoodie that they gave me, which solid guys, solid plumbers, worked with them a couple of times, totally mm -hmm. vouch for them, they're great guys, so thank awesome. you for the hoodie. We know that the weather's turning here in Toronto. Uh, it's gotten a little cooler. We had it, it spoiled, right? We had it spoiled. <laughs> but I do want to do a little shout out. So unfortunately, um, I guess the last few days, a lot of tradespeople have had their 
tools stolen. They have had their job sites broken really? too. And a good friend of mine, Blake Kenny, uh, at B Kenny eleven, and he's not he's not active active on social mm-hmm. media, but he reached out and uh, he just basically told me, listen, can you just do a shout out? He's in the Saint Laurent and uh, Ottawa area, and and this is what they basically broke into his job site. Uh, they smashed open the door, broke the deadbolt. He's dealing with the police. He's dealing with the insurance. He's dealing with all that crap. He's yeah. just um, so they took like two pass load framers, two Makita drill sets, Makita skill saw batteries on top of batteries stabila uh 712 plate level diamondbacks uh uh, bags and sets fully loaded Mm. uh the martinis the martinis uh Mm. framing hammers they ain't cheap right and uh hilti coreless chipper honda generator it's like a gross. It's like a nightmare gross, li- gross Sound, list. Right? I'm looking at dollar signs, and I'm going to estimate fifty thousand dollars. It's a lot. It's a, <laughs> and he's just like, it's. He's just. I guess he's just upset because uh, this was a. He's thinking. I, I. I know he mentioned that. You know, it could be some crackhead or something like that. But we don't know. And mm. I. I unfortunately, whenever I hear about trades tools being stolen, mm. they're being stolen by other trades. That's the majority of it, which is really unfortunate. And, yeah. in, and the same day I get this, I get another call from somebody else telling me yeah. the exact same thing happened on another job site. Oh. And then I already know two weeks ago somebody else had their stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I get the sense that nobody wants to buy these tools anymore, and they are just stealing tools. I so I feel so. for Kenny. I just do, I, I, yeah. I said to him, listen, I'll do a shout-out, and if anybody wants to help out with him or reach out to him if they're in that area or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the only thing they didn't steal was the Bosch Axial Glide miter saw because i guess it's just too heavy to yeah, take at yeah, the time yeah. but uh yeah so i mean i feel yeah. for you kenny i really yeah. do so just a little shout out for that and mm. that's that's all my shout out that's my housekeeping cool, man. there hey, all no right problem. so how do you want to begin this show where do you want to because i want everybody to know <laughs> this is a particular personal subject of mine i mm-hmm. love this this part of the industry mm-hmm. i think that this in this part of the industry is going to grow yes it has to grow and yeah. it's not just I, I think it makes a lot of sense uh, earlier this year i was at the tiny home show in hamilton yeah and i was checking that out so there was actually a lot of shipping containers there on wheels off wheels or whatever yeah. Yeah. and they were very creative on the way they were building certain things and and what was cool about the show is that you could literally walk right in mm. and experience the whole home you can check out where the bedroom yep. is, where the kitchen is, where the bathroom is, where the laundry, where everything is. Yeah. And and you're just amazed on how much you can fit in such a little space, right? I, I'm blown away because uh, I was at the CNE this past summer, and this is the first year they opened since COVID and all that. And yeah. I was with the kids and the wife and everything. And they had about three or four of these things for show when people walking through, same kind of thing. And I was, I was blown away because 10 years ago, when I first started in this industry, like I said, I, I couldn't get anybody to return my calls even because it was so out there and new and what they didn't know it they didn't know it yeah. right so they're like oh, okay all right so and then when i see it i was like this is amazing i'm just blown away so it's uh very blown away on about how it's are the clients advances. changing like when you're speaking to more and more people is it the mm. similar is there a stereotype to a kind of client that's attached to this kind of project that would buy or that would build that would both which one um I just figure people that are very conscious of the environment or footprint or off the grid. In general, I, a lot more uh, that, yes. Uh, actually, the top thing that I see with people want just to buy a single home. So there's two different things. So I do stuff where it's multi-unit residential, yep. then I'm getting into hotels. And, and uh, so for the single unit stuff, it's mainly people saying, I want to go somewhere remote. I want something self-sustained. I want to I just do that. That's mainly the kind of people I interact with who want an independent unit. Second thing is cost of living has gone up like crazy. So also uh, 
the city of Toronto and Ontario is allowing for laneway suites and, yep. and, and uh, garden suites. So I get a lot of those requests now saying, well, look, I got my son or daughter just graduated university. They don't have a million bucks for a home. They can't, they can't get a mortgage for that much. So we're going to start them out in the back. So they have something separate from the house, but something they can build some equity in. Yep. How much it is, I don't know, but some equity into something rather than doing that. Or people are actually building these things in the back and renting them out to people uh, as well. So I'm getting that from the private. The ownership home. of the laneway suite, or I guess whatever the granny suite, mm. or if it's a triplex on top of your garage, mm. that ownership still belongs to the original house? or it, is it Technically, or also you do a micro severance where you're allowed to actually sever a piece of the lot and have that as a separate one. Is that applicable lot. to all municipal or is that? I don't believe all, but I think with more densely populated stuff, yes. Okay. But you have to check with your local municipality in terms of you can do a micro severance. Or not. Some do, some haven't really done it yet. What are some of the rules there regarding a micro? So if you're, do you still, I know that when you, you there's setbacks, there's amount of backyard that you still need, yeah. front yard. Your rear yards, front yard setbacks, you got to have a easy access in and out, uh, car access or fire route access. So if there's a fire in that thing, a fire trucker has to, people have to be able to access it. So all the laws apply, a separate electrical feed and separate plumbing feed from the road. If it's going to be a, a, a sever. If it's the same owner and wants to just keep and just build an apartment there, then you don't need to do the severance, but you can have it in a way where um, you just go through the process of it being a leased, where same as leasing a basement or anything else, you do the same permit for the basement lease as you would do with this. Uh, Is it worth severing it? I don't, like, what kind of... Some cases, yes and no. Um... It all depends on the land value, where it is. Sometimes I mean, let's, is let's say we're talking, let's Toronto, if we're talking Toronto. It can be. I mean, if I'm just, okay, let's fast forward a little bit. Yeah. I'm older now and mm-hmm. I don't need all that space in the back or mm-hmm. I don't need the garage anymore. Mm-hmm. And I want to just sever that. So then I could have that as part of my retirement, whatever, and yeah. sell it to somebody else and they can own right. that space. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of makes sense at that point. It makes sense at that point. And it also makes sense in terms of if it's for one person, maximum two. Yeah. Um, it's going to be tough to do, but what people are doing again, very creative. They're doing two story, uh, small, uh, laneway suites where the main level has a little kitchen and family room and a narrow set of uh, spiral stairs, and then they have one bedroom upstairs. But OBC still allows the spiral. I thought you needed a straight run. Well, the uh, the curb stairs, not the okay, not, not the, the New York spir- style. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, I call yeah, it a yeah. spiral stair. I meant yeah. the curb stairs okay. to kind of blend in around. So I had that discussion with an inspector one time. Yeah. He told me they'll, that that will never pass over. I've never done a yeah. spiral stairs as a, as a main and only stair uh, access to get right. upstairs to another yeah. flooring, right? You need a straight run. You do need a straight run. Yeah. The only time I ever did that was the rooftop patio on one of the modified container units I yeah. did. And they did a little spiral just on the outside. It's not the main one. And then they went up and down. It was low. So it was, and we widened it and made it kind of neat. So it still met all the standards and everything it needed for it so so what would you park yeah. the containers on are you uh like you prefer concrete piles helical piles or would you just start building them right on blocks or i've done all of them so <laughs> uh, i've done uh floating blocks i've done concrete blocks of an icf blocks i've done flat concrete i've done uh even helical piles um so i like helical piles i really do uh when applicable to an actual container unit but when you're talking uh, an actual, there's different kinds of modular units, right? There's a container, which everybody's uh, seeing. Then there's the actual uh, HSS framed uh, modular structures. Okay. And then there's roll formed and laser cut modular structures. So where they actually roll form the frame and more automotive style. 
type of vessel. So you're making a shipping container instead of reusing a shipping Correct. container. Correct. Yeah, there's three different types. So okay. Uh, so when that happens, so they do all of their own base roll forming and everything, and then you just put in your metal studs and you start building it out that way. Cost wise, like uh, like you, what are we talking? Like I I know since the yeah. whole thing has been going up. Yeah. It, yeah. Has it like the used ones have gone up dramatically? But yeah. if you're doing a, a a new one, you're you're manufacturing a, a cold rolled one. Correct. Is yeah. it still expensive? Um, in terms of one's more one's more expensive than the other. Um, your most cost effective one could be. It depends on how much you get your container for, and if uh, because sometimes when you get a container, you get a used container, and then they have to actually make it applicable and conform to building code. There could be bows. There could be a lot more welding and reinforcement than you already anticipated. Then it gets more expensive than doing the roll-formed one. Because, and the difference between the two, I'd say percentage-wise, is a base frame to base frame. Because the other materials are same. It's, you know, toilet to toilet. This is this. Everything's the same. Yeah. So the base frame, I would say they are more, but it's the difference between getting a Chevy and a Mercedes kind of deal. Neither of them are insanely unaffordable or unattainable. But this one, you're going to get a little bit more performance out of it. Because... Two containers, the gap is, say, a quarter inch to a half inch uh, if you hook them both together. And then is this, you get a sixteenth of an inch. Well, that's a big difference. It's basically like neck and neck and tied, exactly. Because they're custom roll formed and everything. Couldn't you just custom roll form the whole square instead of dealing with a rectangular? They, so how it works is that they do the, the whole square, and okay. then they roll form the, the main support post. Oh, okay, And they roll form it. the uh, roof piece, and then they bolt it all together. It's all bolted. It's all literally like an automotive style production line. The, the company. That what was the max that you guys were? I think it's only two stories now, but some dwellings were being allowed to throw on a rooftop patio deck kind of thing. For for using modular in general. Yeah, like um, have you seen that or have you done that where you've gone on top of the second story? I've designed. I've never actually done one though. Okay. I have designed them where because it makes like sense. I think like you, yeah. you got all this usable flat space, right? Yeah, yeah. and then that's your basically your garden at that point. Yeah, right. there's a lot of people doing that to help with uh, more space uh, because a lot of people, the same thing. Yeah, their, their, their houses went up 30% in value, but what are they going to move into? So like, well, no, let me do it in a way where I can do an addition with a rooftop patio in the back. I did a house in uh, London like that. Uh, okay. I designed it for him where I did the back. Uh, um, he, he had one of his bedrooms. It was a four-level back split, and then he just kind of, I built in the back with a master suite and then a rooftop patio. He ended up going with the peak design, but I had that presented to him, and it was really nice. But uh, but I have the rooftop patio thing for a house in Woodstock I did as well. I had a question just Came on a side note. Yeah. Um, according, I guess according to the OBC, yeah. are you allowed to build as deep as you wanted to if you wanted to underpin or excavate your basement and just keep going lower and lower and lower? Is that true? Someone told me that. You can't. Um, there's no restriction on how deep you can go. There's no restriction, but how much restriction do you have on your money? Because the deeper you go, the more that's, expensive it gets. Yeah, that's what, it's a money yeah. thing. So, but yeah. if, if you've got like stupid money, then you can, I guess, technically speaking. If you have ridiculous money and you're not sitting on a sand pit, well, you can still do that. But technically, I, I don't see anything that, re that restricts you unless there's a... But you'd have to look at the scope of what the project is. If some guy wants to go two or three stories below, it's, it's doable, but it's going to get expensive. And you also have to have a certain amount of natural light coming in. So you have to incorporate things such as uh, those um, light, uh, those light tubes. Uh, yeah. If you saw those things, yeah. you have to put that in to allow for natural light. So for basements, it's about two and a half percent to five percent. 
Really? That's part of the OBC that you have to have. So what about the golf simulators or movie theaters? That's commercial. Well, this is just strictly residential living space. No, but you want to throw a a golf simulator in your basement. You want to put it there. Like you still have to get some natural light in there. At some point in the basement as part of the basement. Yeah. Really? That's what they're asking for. Yeah. Two and a half percent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's by the square footage, right? So you look at that. How big you make it. Yeah. So 600 square feet is two and a half percent of the 600 square feet is how much window space you need. What so. would that work out to be? I don't know. Siri? Uh, let me <laughs> Siri? What would that be? I don't know. Uh, let me so see. So if you got, let's say it's a thousand, let's make it easy. Okay, yeah, a thousand so square feet. A thousand and you got two and a half percent. Two and a half percent so of you, a thousand. So you need a window that's like two foot by two foot? Uh, about that, yeah. As a minimum, well, no, a thousand no, square no, feet. No, no, 24, yeah. A thousand square feet, God, I'm bad. It's 250, uh, two and a half percent would be um, 25 square feet worth of window space. There we go. So basically a five foot by five foot window. Yeah, that's your minimum that you need for, for, for natural light to come in. Wow. Yeah. How would you do that then? With the wind, well, you know, with the window you have where you dig in and you have the nat- uh, standard basement yeah, windows. Yeah, yeah. You put four or five of those things or six of them. It just has to add amount, up to that. Add up to that amount of square footage, yeah. But if you keep on going lower and lower and lower. but Then you have to incorporate certain things where you can allow for that 2.5%. What about these wealthy jokers that live in certain areas in Toronto here that are building those underground parking garages? I don't think there's any windows. Well, it's not a living space, so it's different. Oh, so it's not a living space. It has okay. to be for living space. Okay. So you're sleeping there you're eating there that's a living space so technically a golf simulator is not golf a simulator space. is not a living space so you can put that thing and it's fine there's this massive house i went through one time at an indoor basketball court yeah but he had some windows very small amount because it was facing the back but the rest of it was submerged so almost fully submerged so yeah you know because but it's not a living space it's a basketball court like it's, I mean, there, that's the reason why I'm asking is because yeah. if you're using the shipping containers and you're going modular, mm-hmm. why not go down as well? You, you're going up. You can totally do that. And the good that's a, that's where it's better to go container because yeah. it's already structurally much stronger. So to get the amount of structural uh, integrity that you need that a container can handle PSF to PSF. It'll wise, take that earth pushing it, on it. It can to a certain degree. Yeah, because okay. it's meant for ocean and marine travel. Yeah. Right. And it's uh, and there's these things get stacked 15, 20 high sometimes. Yeah. I never understood how they stay there. Yeah. It's just because the frames and the transfer of the energy through the actual frame itself. All those containers are all locked together they on the ship. Flu- yeah. It looks like a claw and a ratchet and you just kind of crank them all together and then they're clawed together. Like I've that, only seen it in disaster one. movies where you start seeing yeah. them all flip <laughs> over, right? That's exactly. And I'm just like, okay, that's going to happen on my order that's yeah. coming right now. But, yeah. But it doesn't happen. That's like. No, it's. That's extreme. I would, see, that's what I would do is I would, you excavate, drop the container in place, mm-hmm. and then as long as you, you're you not going over, uh, I guess, whatever. A uh, certain amount, whatever uh, the container is specified what's for. What's it PSF called? Like uh, when, when Earth is pushing on... Um, a PSF. So anything that's like load, yes. live and dead load, is yes. called, it's measured in PSF, pounds per square foot. And it goes on a vertical surface because it's pushing in on it. Yeah, then if you go vertical, it could be measured depending on what you're doing by kilonewtons or there's different, there's, there's you got to measure for creep and shear force and uh, you got to factor all that loads. stuff. Eh? Yeah, seismic loads, vibration, you got to factor in all that. Yeah. So how do you do that when it's, let's say it's a used container and I yeah. guess it first has to get certified. So, yeah, so the used container, so single trip is a new considered new because it's only one single trip. So if a container goes one trip one way, one way, that's still a new container. That's considered new. More than one, it's called single trip, so it's considered them new. Uh, more than that's considered used. So, so the you, second trip is used? It would be considered 
not new at that point. Yeah, but okay. it's a two trip. I didn't know that. All right. Yeah, so they measure them by the trip. Oh, it's a three trip. I got a twenty. But at some point, what it's if you hard make a U turn while you're going you, there? Then, uh, <laughs> it's still a new, <laughs> new ish, <laughs> new ish. It becomes it's not mint anymore. Yeah, yeah, just new ish. <laughs> but that's usually yeah. So that you go container all the way. You want to submerge, put containers in because that's what they use for. What's the? Is there a max age on containers? Like, do you look at it and go, "Oh, this is done." Uh, it depends on what's been stored in it, but in general, I don't like to touch with anything that's pre two thousand. Personally, really, yeah, I don't like to. It's because from the inside, water and who knows where it's been and how many trips and you're talking about more food that's uh, been stored in there or uh, no, chemicals is the one oh, the biggest thing. So yeah. if you want to try to get that used container CSA certified, yeah, you have to prove in a way that no harmful chemicals have been put in there. So like your neutral chemicals like isopropanol and corn based stuff, that's not harmful. Vegetable oil isn't harmful, but like stuff like, you know, whatever, something that could be combustibles or firecrackers or anything that can, you have to just certify that it's safe. There wasn't any harmful chemicals that got in there. So usually what people do to get around that, you just strip the thing bare from the inside and put in a new subfloor. And, but you got to go through all of that. Uh, whereas if you get something a little bit newer, it has all the paperwork, you don't have to go through all that headache. You That's where I was going to go with the paperwork. With I can only assume that each container is kind of like a, a flight manifest, like a log. Yeah. So there's a history attached to every single There container. should be, yeah, usually. So it's you know where it's coming gone. Exactly. Who okay. did it, where it went, what was stored in it, and payload and all that kind of stuff. You got Based on paperwork. Based on the paperwork. Okay, uh, that's usually how it is. And then when you want to CSA certify it just the way it is, and then start cutting it up and start doing everything, then you have to include that in your CSA floater, which is something that you use uh, on the production phase of everything. So at every station, it's called a floater. Wow. Yeah. This is a whole other world, man. It's a whole other world of construction. And you deal with it because yeah. that's your material supply. Yeah. Yeah. So you're constantly dealing with it. Yeah. Nowadays, less the containers. I'm, I'm Now I'm kind of like 80, 20, where I'm kind of doing it the roll-formed way. Because I mean, of what? The, just the cost of the container or the, the, the uncertainty, I guess? Not so much the cost or the uncertainty. It's so much my projects that I've been working on lately. It's more practical and more cost-efficient to go this way. Okay. When you're talking multi-unit residential, containers are phenomenal. Like you go to stock market, that thing is yeah, I remember Amazing. you mentioned that last time. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you can do that with containers, but I'm getting less of those my, for myself personally, more of the roll form stuff because um, because it's easier to put architectural paneling on it than you can on a container. So the container stuff works if you want to integrate the container look. So like the mill, yeah. uh, one of the projects I can show you an image. Yeah, of. yeah. Well, you want to pull it yeah, up yeah, now? Yeah, it, it works perfectly with it. So uh, this is just outside the Windsor area in a town called Harrell. If you've ever been there, it's beautiful. By okay. Way. It's all the small up, town. Small town, send up a bunch of wineries in that area. It's become like a Napa kind of kind of feel to it. Really? Yeah. It's an amazing place uh, if you go there. Um, so if you go up on the, the file... It's just, just flip through the images, but you'll see like a thing called the mill. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's that, the that's first all image. That's all shipping containers. So this is, yeah, or four shipping containers. Four. Four. So uh, if you can see, so that gray big building, that's the existing mill. Got it. It's owned by a gentleman, uh, Jeff Schwab. Okay. I talked to him recently in the thing. So what it is, is they purchased it. It used to be a, uh, a mill, a co-op, uh, co-op for farmers where they come in to bring in all their crops. So it's a beautiful building. So what he's what they're doing is on the main level, they're going to give it like a kind of a banquet hall meeting spot kind of a thing, and they're going to rejuvenate the building. So I have two shipping containers that's going to attach to the building to become a, a small kitchen. And then the other one's over there on the side on the right. That's yeah. going to be two more shipping containers that are going to make up bathrooms, and they tie into the actual building. But the container look works 
perfectly with this because it's more the modern industrial yeah. type of mill look because they want to keep the character. We want when I was I'm designing this currently my company, and uh, we want to keep the actual character of the mill and kind of bring in the uh, uh, the kind of modern stuff to it. But this and right behind this is the Chrysler. It's called the Chrysler uh, Pathway. So Chrysler. They were using a Chrysler plant there. So what they did, they redid their old track for when they were building cars there way back in oh, the day. Oh, wow. Into a really nice laneway. So it, that whole area looks kind of like a modern industrial. So there's an old Chrysler plant that's there that was turned into a winery, and it's just a beautiful place. It's just huge. Uh, so And uh, then on the top, uh, for, I guess for the attic space there, that's you guys. Those are going to be uh, hotel suites. So approximately about 10 boutique-style hotel suites, Airbnb-type things. And uh, because in that area, there's a very, there's not much hotels and there's a lot of stuff going on there. And it's, uh, especially in the summertime, you get a lot of U.S. tourists come yeah. up uh, into that area. And uh, it's just, uh, so usually when you go to a winery, you kind of stay there for the weekend. You stay there and you, you do your tours and you go through the huge thing. So actually, if you flip to the other picture in the basement, actually we're doing something kind of cool underneath these things. What was the square footage on this? Uh, on, so uh, the main level of the, uh, uh, of the um, mill itself is about 2,400 square feet. Uh, the other one, uh, the other one. There's there's a few others. Don't worry, that's all right. Yeah, that's the other angle. Oh, uh, well, anyways, I can show you from this angle. You get to the basement, but so what we're doing is that addition part. I want to show you the the wood so the mill part. Yeah, the mill section there. Yeah, okay. the mill Harold. That one's actually going to be. We're looking into actually doing it panelized. So we're doing prefabricated panels, actually, where they interlock, and then you put a roof section. So is that, would it be four, no, uh, what am I looking at there, six containers or no? You're, those That's are just four, windows. four containers. Four containers. Those are windows. There. So we're actually uh, getting some windows made where they blend in with the existing mill windows. So how many containers that? in total do you have on the entire project? Four. 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 So wow. one is going to be uh, washrooms, uh, and the other one's going to be a prep kitchen. And then we're rejuvenating the entire, basically the whole building, essentially to uh, make it um, to bring it back to life. Because if you go there, it's it looks like it's been kind of abandoned for a while. So um, uh, Jeff and Jesse uh, Schwab, they've been amazing, and they've been transforming it. Like you go, they built an office in there; it looks stunning. So and how did you meet them? Sorry, I interrupted you. What yeah, you? yeah. Actually, believe it or not, they, uh, they listened to the first podcast I did here. Oh, really? Yeah, he, and that's he how missed, you met them. That's how I met him. Well, he said, "Hey, I'm doing a mill. I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think?" I submitted a bunch of designs, and he was fortunate enough that he picked me, and I uh, started working with him. And That's we're, awesome, man. We're doing that. Yeah, it's in for site plan approval, so we're hoping uh, to start this thing uh, next year. And um, in the that? back. Sorry, how's uh, the whole city process been with this? Uh, they've been great, actually. Essex County has been very great because they have a, a new blood in there. so They understand it. They understand it more. Uh, we were talking to a lady, Rita, there. She's been really, really good. Uh, she... Um, uh, she's been very like rooting for us for this one, and she's with uh, site plan approval and the traffic impact study. People have been really liking this because the whole thing is, um, you know, we don't want to lose the character of the actual mill and create it into something where it's like going to be crazy. I want to keep yeah. it a good feel. So this is a nice happy medium for us. So the traffic impact study people were doing that. They're they're, uh, uh, they're this town's been really receptive to it because there's so many ways to get in and out of there. And then this is just like a nice visual. It's going to be a nice uh, kind of a 
They're already actually showcasing this and their banners in downtown Harrow, actually. Yeah, see, that's what I was just going to yeah. say is that um, I guess the city and also the, the clients themselves and yourself, mm. you're going to feature this. This is going to be a yeah. feature project yeah. as basically a stepping stone for future projects. Yeah, yeah 100%. Which is I'm totally really cool, man. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. This is all new. We're doing a big uh, big. They're calling it a beer garden in the back, and uh, you have the. Uh, Why is so it called a beer garden? You well, guys, you know, <laughs> are you growing beers? Is there beer trees back there? Or I what's guess going? so. <laughs> but that's kind of a neat thing. They call it the beer garden. Okay, so, that's yeah, cool. We're gonna have ceremonies there. If there's any weddings there, they'll do an out, uh, outdoor ceremony there, and it looks really cool. So eventually, actually, this he's gonna turn that into a rooftop patio. Actually, on so, top of there. Yeah, that's why we're doing a lot of steel and a lot of that kind of stuff for future. That's eight by eight steel beams that we're going posts we're doing there. Oh wow! So if you look on the underside, it's all crisscrossed and everything. And uh, and then the next phase is going to be eventually is when the hotel suites get made. That becomes a huge rooftop patio kind of deal. And so it's going to evolve, uh, but uh, that's going to be like the first thing of what it's going to look like. Uh, this is 90%. I still have to do some tweaks to it when I go home. <laughs> uh, but 90% of what it's going to look like from the outside. And then, yeah. No, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, underneath uh, the, the what I'm doing actually underneath the uh, prep kitchen. Uh, down, so the whole building from the inside is huge concrete like uh, posts, like 40 inches by 40 inches. It's really beautiful. Old, really old, uh, thick, 18 by 18 inches. You're, you're repurposing them? Or? We're repurposing them. We're keeping them. We're going to rest, uh, restore them and repurpose them. Because They're still in good condition? Fantastic. Oh, yeah. This wow. Thing, this thing, it was built in the 1930s, I believe, and the thing is just rock solid. What's the concrete look like? It's, still, it hasn't it's extremely <laughs> it's thick. Like it, When they were cutting out the stuff, yeah. the walls in the basement alone where it's the old electrical mechanical room was doing this really nice bar out of it, you look at the thing, it's probably about 18 inches thick just on the wall. Because it used to be an old co-op for grains and all that stuff, right? Oh, so, so they built it for... They like built it for freaking hurricane-proof. Like, wow. So it's just amazing. Like The acoustics in it's stunning. They did some music videos in that thing, just the way it is. We haven't even done the rest of it. They've been doing... Uh, they shot a couple of music videos, and people have been taking photo shoots there and everything like that. Wow. There's still the old remnants of the old equipment, so I want to. we're going to integrate that into the look of the, of the actual place. So uh, the old uh, shoot, we're actually going to use that repurpose it and make like a big bar out of it. And oh, that's it's going to look cool. really neat. Yeah, and then I'm doing a big, uh, a massive, uh, uh, like a kind of like a walk-in humidor wine rack kind of thing underneath that. So I should we're trying to get at least 200 bottles in there, and then a humidor, kind of a cigar room kind of thing underneath, and a lounge in the basement. Cow, it's going to be insane. How far of a drive is it from here? Because I'm ready to. Go <laughs> it's a three hours. It ain't bad. Oh, that's not so bad. So I just at south all. of Windsor, 20 minutes outside of Windsor, and uh, they're right near the water. It's a beautiful town. Like I never knew about it until I started this project. And then what do you like? What? How did you all like start the project? You're designing. Yeah. It's going to get parked on what? Like what are you building it off of? Concrete. All just precast concrete. concrete uh anchor bolts and we're and we're gonna put some uh, bracketry welded to the bottom of the containers and we're gonna we're gonna just drill them in and uh yeah we're gonna just old school just solid and just drop them down and uh and put them in so tell me a little bit about the clients like what kind of people want to i mean this is this is amazing that there yeah. there's people out there that are are seeing this right yeah the vision that they had was amazing I, yeah. I, when i started working on the project i, I was kind of like this is amazing but i that i was as things were evolving with the design phase, I started seeing it really take shape. I'm like, this is, this is going to be really cool. Yeah, their vision is really good. So so when do you break ground on this one? Uh, I am hoping by middle of next year. It's in for site plan approval now. So 
And then yeah. it'll take how long? What are you predicting? Essex is pretty good. They said from as long as we meet all the requirements that they were doing, topographical surveys and all these other things that we got to do. Uh, we got local guys, uh, Mark McCloskey Engineering okay. and Windsor, really good guy. He's been doing all the surveying and all the civil engineering stuff for us. And uh, we also got um, uh, Nabil, who's local, but he's doing that job there. He's a okay. traffic impact study guy. So they're just wrapping up with their part. And then after that, we put it in for um, now and finished my, my site plan, of course, and everything. And then from the time we submit and they say everything's great, you meet all the requirements, I believe it's four weeks after that. And then they have a meeting with the town. Does anybody object? Yay, nay. If there's a nay, we see what the problem is. And then we kind of. So if everything goes like clockwork, four weeks from the time that we made all the submission, then we go in for permitting. And then, so that's why I'm saying middle of next year as a safety, because we also got to uh, build the units and the plant and then do the site work and all these other things. So uh, I'm hoping, yeah, early you got a busy, you year. got a busy first half of the year. I hope so. Yeah, I do. That yeah. I want to get, we'll get into that, that one. I, sure. I've got a few questions about, yeah. can you share the budget with on this or no? Uh, on this one here? Yeah. Um, just the units themselves? Well, I'm just curious on what, I guess, well, yeah, I guess the units are, well, I mean, do you know the whole budget for the whole thing? or? Um, so it's really early, uh, but uh, I don't know the whole budget for the whole thing. As right now, I'm just designing the units just the themselves units. So your and units, the rest. And what kind of a budget are we working with on the units? Um, well, this one is going to be, uh, and again, it's an estimate, probably 150. That's not crazy. 200. That's I would say for the units, all. yeah. Reason why is because we're it isn't, and and reason why I'm kind of doing that, and I'm is because we're doing like a nice wood oven and all that kind of stuff inside the kitchen, right? So I'm just taking all that into account. Could be off, but uh, my just estimate would be that much, yeah, one fifty. I can only assume there aren't units. that many, like, I, I, there aren't that many builders that have actually worked on containers. Um, like, home builders, yeah, like just. There are uh, contractors. No, uh, actually, uh, if you go over here on Eighth Line, Madame has a really. Killer I saw that display thing. there. Yeah, really neat, eh? Yeah. Uh, they did a great job. Are they offering container homes now? For I people? don't know. Just I a, just saw it, that's and just I thought a it was really cool. It's a showroom. I just thought it was really cool. Yeah, uh, and uh, kind of looks like stack on uh, exactly that there. kind of thing, ultra modern kind yeah. of thing. So, uh, but contract not yet. No, no, it's still new. But like I said, it's getting widespread now to the point where. People are, are more interested in it. I get calls and people are interested in uh, wanting to be an installer of these things. They want to do this. So also another thing that's a great thing for contractors to get into, if they're looking at something to evolve and it's just flat advice so to contractors out there. So how does get into it? Like you have just, to. So I, my suggestion is start as an installer. So okay. you would go to a modular company and you say, hello, I'm a contractor looking to become an installer. And uh, they would also, you would take some courses with the Modular Building Institute as installer or the actual manufacturer will train you on how to uh, install it and uh to modular building institute is what canadian or american it's or? north american both north canadian american. and american yeah. and then when you go to them they have a they, a they have uh to basically they have courses and they also have uh, uh textbooks and things like that online stuff you can do so for contractors that are interested in how do i install these things but of course, they'll give you the broad strokes. Every manufacturer is a little bit different. Yeah. So that's why for me is, uh, that's if you want to do the extra mile. For me, the best way to start for a contractor is just go to a guy like me or go to a contractor or go to a, uh, uh, a manufacturer that's doing it and that's newer or even existing and just go, I want to, you know, apply to be an installer. How does your system work? And then a manufacturer should train you on how to do it on site and, and how it gets done. And then you throw in your bids on just like anything else and how much it would cost to install these things. We have XYZ project. It's going in. This is how many it is. This and that. 
and you price it out like any other job. You'll know you need a crane, you know you need this, you need your, you know, what equipment you got to get, and then you go in and as an installer. So I always say, because I have contractors and sites that I'm, uh, places that I've worked on with that are traditional construction, and I always tell them, I was like, there's a shortage of installers. I'm telling you. I can see it. Yeah. That should be something uh, that I, totally free, I'm not interested in an installer, totally free advice to your listeners who is a contra- contractor looking to becoming an installer. It kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. And then I guess, where do homeowners get informed about this stuff? Because obviously the four-letter word hasn't shared any kind of this building technique, right? right? So Where do they fall into all yeah. this? Um, laneway Suites Edition. So they start doing Google searches for that kind of stuff. Yes. Container shipping and construction yeah. comes Or just up. a container home, a cottage. cottage. I'm getting a lot of those. Yeah. I have designed a full two, uh, three-bedroom home. Never actually went past the conceptual design phase with my clients. Uh, the, the biggest thing I'm finding the most success where it looks like it's gonna, they want to do it is home additions, laneway suites for the homeowners. Additions are really good. Uh, and, uh, you know, things like that shed replacement suites, like with the bunkies there, that, yeah, there yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of building a whole house that's coming along, but I haven't done one personally executed. Well, I don't think I've met a client that wants to tackle it that way. Yeah. Well, I'd like to talk to them for sure. My company is a company that specializes in designing these. So I'm an architect and an engineering company specific to modular structures. So that's, yeah, I can cool. definitely talk to them. And then I'm also working exclusively with, uh, with the manufacturer as well. They just set up two years ago down the street here in Ancaster. So it's, uh, they're doing very well. Um, is it because too. of the way the world was that everyone started shifting in this direction? Is that why you think well, that, that kicked it into high gear? Yeah, it did right. Cause before I'll tell you, I'll tell you by early sales days, it was so hard. Huh? It was very hard. And, um, so what it was is that my first sale ever was with Falcon Crest Homes. Uh, okay. The owners, Paul and James DeLuca. Okay. They were very nice guys, by the way. They, uh, they were really good. They took a chance on me, and they did their sales office in Oshawa at the time. This is 2013. That was my first one ever. And back then, I was like a year in trying to get something. And I talked to everybody. Uh, second one that I that I did was for uh, Lamb Developments downtown. I was like another six or seven months after that. <laughs> so I'm almost two years in, two units sold, man. That's it. And wow. even then they're trying to think, well, what is it? And how does it thing? And what, you know, they're so not. So what did the Falcon Crest, what did that look like? What did you end up doing? So it was a simple design, but it turned out to be nice. So what it was is it was, uh, it had a raised atrium okay. kind of thing. Yeah. It was kind of a flat roof raised atrium because from the outside it, it was, uh, had a nice entrance in it. So he wanted to do it where you walk in. They had a chandelier kind of like this hanging down with some nice uh, windows looking in. Those are two boxes that went on top. So if you go on my website and my LinkedIn, you can see you a can screenshot see it, yeah. of okay. it. Okay. And, uh, and on the base, it was a home builder. So two end offices, and then he had his uh, boardroom and selling all of his lots and all that kind of stuff. So it was that kind of just a sales center that he did. So he sold his thing. Here's what's funny. is He sold it, and then it got moved somewhere else to another subdivision reassembled they did that and then it got sold to another home builder and uh for his development in alliston area and they just dismantled them dismantled and them and moved them, them and then put them all back together yeah put them back together again yeah kind of makes sense now no because yeah it does because after the first one yeah it might be expensive up front but you got to spend it anyway on a presentation center so some people lease units they do that so if you're able to do it where it makes sense to you you can also resell them after and recoup some of that money. If you rent a retail space, 
uh, like some developers do, and yeah. then you're out that money. You're just renting it, and you're out that money. You're, you're renting trailers or whatever. They can rent trailers and yeah. all that kind of stuff too. So it all depends. But uh, the, but the one that we did in in uh, for Lamb actually was uh, it was going to Jasper, Alberta. So we did it. We did it here. Shipped it across the country, and we set it up there. But the thing is, after it was all done, he sold all the condo units in a short period of time. And what uh, happened to the? Uh, they're still there. They just repurposed it. Okay. As far, uh, last time I heard, it's I mean, been years. Because at that point, once you invest everything and you've CSA'd it and you've taken care of it and yeah. it's literally modular, you just dismantle it and ship yeah. it. Yeah. It could continuously last. Yeah. Yeah. It can continuously last. This one was a steel frame. So, and it had a cap piece. So, it had raised ceilings. It was really beautiful. And it had a demo suite in there, uh, all that. So, I they just repurposed it. I'm sure, it's something else now. I just haven't seen it. Like I said, this is 2014. This is going back a while. So this is way years before ago. the madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is eight now. years ago. It was a long time ago. I haven't even, you know. Oh. Uh, so this is a, that's that was my first two. Then we went on, did got another one with another uh, uh, developer for one in Caledonia. Then the fourth one was supposed to go up north where the Great Ring of Fire, you know what they call it, up in uh, Sault Ste. Marie. And okay. Way up there. Uh, we I designed a unit there, but uh, another company built it. But that was like my fourth. That's when I started my modular design thing. On your so, own? Yeah, on my own. Yeah, that's basically when I started. I was the first one that I kind of started designing. And that was back in 2014 as well, late 2014. And then uh, off, off we go. So that's how it was, man. The it team was has rough. grown. I guess the team has grown. You've got yeah. more people you're working with now. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now I want you to talk about, so now you've got a big project coming up. Yeah. Right? So you you divulge how much you can divulge about yeah. it right but yeah it's an interesting project as well yeah. so it's a branded hotel uh i can't uh say which one but no, it, no. and it's going east of the city okay uh and uh so what it is it's it's a three-level hotel uh and it's uh 54 rooms and it's being done 90 percent modular so wow. uh yeah and the only part the 10 percent that's done on site is the foundation and the front section where the breakfast rooms are and everything because it's kind of a unique glass design. Okay. And uh, so that's, uh, we're doing that one. That's coming up. We're hoping to break ground uh, eh, most likely April, March, April. Of That'll this, be like this a coming more, year. more than a year right? in construction. Uh, actually, no, this will take, uh, if everything goes like clockwork with, I have five weeks of oops time, I call it, in case something delays or whatever it is. I have about six weeks. Beginning to end, it's looking like nine months done. Nine months. Nine months for how many units? 50? 51, uh, 54 rooms. How many containers you using? 51. Wow. Nine months. That's and so the foundation is what? It's just a port foundation? It's a port foundation with some piers. Uh, so we have the five foot uh, perimeter uh, wall, and then you have specific piers where the modules are going to be going where they need to support. And also, uh, we have a channel going in for chutes for the water connections to go in to access uh, chases and things like that. And uh, that's what we're doing. Then we're going to interconnect everything on site. And we still have to do like we, but this one's going to be kind of a hybrid. So uh, I, I might overshot more 80% modular because if you incorporate the HVAC work in the common areas, we're doing it on site just because it makes more sense. Oh. Yeah. But the actual units themselves, you're building everything off site and mm -hmm. then. Shipping, shipping dropping in place correct connecting everything yeah and my oh. job is to come up with the solution because I, I was one of the main designers there and it made sense cost wise and efficiency wise for the common areas hvac and the common area plumbing to be done on site whereas everything else inside the room is already done it's already roughed in so they run the common areas connect everything up and then that's going to shave off about 
it's good good amount of time in production. Can uh, you share? Like, I'm trying to figure out. So, if mm. you got 51 containers and there's 51 rooms, is yeah. it it's 51? Uh, it's 54, 54 rooms because the front part that's done traditionally on the main level, on the second and third level, are like nice suites. Got and it. And then we have a then we have a wheelchair accessible suite uh, and the traditional part. I call it. So, how are you? Because uh, I haven't seen the design, yeah. I haven't looked at anything. But mm. I guess you're you're parking each of the containers as a as a unit. Yeah. But then there's a hallway, I guess, attached to it. Yeah. And that gets you to each of those rooms, right? So, yeah. So, uh, so every layout of each unit, if you think of a rectangle. Okay. And then have the hallways integrated in every single one at the front. So, there's a long hallway in the front, and then you got the rooms to the right. Okay. It's kind of a narrow, long design. Okay. So, it's about 30 feet long, but it's like really like 400 feet long the other way, but they're only 30 feet deep. I'm sorry. So, 30 feet deep by like 400 feet long. And it's just three stories and it's just, and then you have two, you have multiple stairways. So uh, the stairway section is going to be done uh, on site traditionally to connect between all the modular units. So every hotel room is going to be, is going to be a box. And then integrated with that is the hallway that you walk down and the door on the front of the box. And, and then, then that's your main chase where all the, all your sprinklers and all that stuff goes on your main chase. Yeah, because you got to, you got to design that way where you're yeah. running pathways for everything. Now. Correct. You got to think of that, load points, connection points. Uh, there's a lot to think of. So it was a challenge, but it was, it was good. It was a good challenge. And then I guess, have they, or do you um, know why? Like, is this, they wanted to do this because it's more cost effective or time, time, time and cost effectiveness. Yes. Uh, altogether, we did a financial performance. It's looking like he's saving a good 15% just on bad. the building cost, especially not because cost of materials went to the yeah. freaking roof. He's still saving about 10 to 15% and at nine months. So it, it, it was traditional finished. construction. It, it would have taken how long versus nine 18 months? to 20 months. Wow. You're almost at two years versus a year. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big difference. And how we're doing it is because the site work's being done in conjunction with the things being built on site. You don't have to wait for the foundation to be done. Then frame. I don't have to deal with Mother Nature. Done. Yeah, you don't have to deal with them. So I guess the theory is that this is a pilot project that's going to happen, and then if it works really well, then... There's going to be a next one across the street, and then another one in that whole area, yeah. so And the people that that hotel is, the, the place, is uh, also for... Uh, that's why they kind of want to keep it wraps a little bit because yeah. they they want this to be their their thing right other hotels are getting into it it's they're not the only ones but for this area it's it's seeming pretty interesting so yeah that's what i'm going to be doing yeah i'm the designer on that that's great that, that fell in your lap man that, like yeah I'm, I'm excited it was a while it was about over a year of my life so just to get it going yeah yeah site plan approvals and uh, permitting and uh, city fees and all that other stuff. You had the traffic impact studies and like it was it like I'm sure you've thought about this already. Mm. Um, like, does it make sense to try to build schools uh, this way? Or is I actually that, just did yeah. a um, one interactive classroom uh, in the Ajax area, uh, one classroom out of one uh, twenty foot container. Yeah, huh. that was done with uh, SCS containers. They're really good guys. I do drawings and stuff like that for them. They're really good. So that worked. It worked out nicely, yeah, yeah. That one's on Hilco Piles, and then uh, that uh, went up there. So it, it's it was it was done there, but uh, it makes sense to build schools this way. Yeah, portable units for sure. Yeah, uh, it makes sense. They've been, but the thing is, school portals have been modular forever. Uh, yeah, but they've 80s. been they've been crappy forever. Yeah, too, yeah, right. Like <laughs> yeah, but I, they are modular. Whenever you were in the portable, like yeah. you, you felt like you were like the 
the wrong kid. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And trust me, I've been in my share of portables, <laughs> me too. too, right? So it's <laughs> me just too. Like, you walk in and it feels like you were standing on oh, balsa yeah. wood, right? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just so, so like it bouncy and, oh, it yeah. just, and it's You're walking. freezing <laughs> yeah. and in dead of wintering here in Canada. You can't see Adam because the windows are all I fogged all up. Like, up. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was brutal. So that's why I'm know. thinking a container will actually be a lot better. Like it, it would be, yeah. It'd be nicer, cleaner. So where's your classroom in the container? Oh, oh, sorry about that. I didn't realize you're so posh. <laughs> yeah but now you're like living in, yeah oh, geez. <laughs> I remember no that. but i love that grade. yeah I, I totally love that it's expanded that way that people yeah. start thinking the possibility especially if you look at the numbers and i guess it's more time time is more valuable than the numbers time, yeah yeah and for me i've been loving it because now i'm getting different stuff because for a big period all i did was mainly was the wheeled construction trailer units camp units and that kind of stuff. And don't get me wrong, I, I love doing those because I learned a whole lot from it. But now I'm getting more unique stuff, so it's kind of interesting. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. I'd it's, love to talk to you one day when sure. I do have some funds or whatever, and yeah. hopefully this show starts making money or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to throw one as a cottage unit and just clad it with mirror, man. Really? And just mess with animals <laughs> out there. You know what I'm saying? Like have a big mirror box where I can't even find it. I yeah, need a yeah, GPS yeah. to find it. Or I just think it would be cool that it would just camouflage itself inside the forest well, right it would that'd be neat it's like that linear city in saudi arabia yeah. did you hear about that well thing? there's that whole we <laughs> talked about it right they started construction on they that. they started it yeah yeah and what do you i'm just curious what are your thoughts on that i i think it's cool but for me as, as a guy with engineering background i'm just thinking i'm like how the hell are they going to do that it, but it's they're starting to dig they're starting to dig they're doing it and but it, theoretically it makes perfect sense uh but then i'm thinking is it going to be like a resort deal? Is it going to be like... A, That's what I'm trying to There's so out. many unanswered. Like the mirrors are do actually you, solar panels. Do you panels. get in and stay in? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, where do you work? Are where you, do you not go? allowed what to you leave? Do? Or like, yeah. like there's, I see tennis courts and I saw little things of it. And you still have the main train and everything. Yeah. But I, I, I'm just like... The, the way they sell amazing. it, they, they make it sound as if like you come on in mm. and you don't need anything else from the world. Yeah. Everything's here. This is the world yeah, now. Yeah, because it's kind of in the middle of... Nowhere. I just picture a yeah. van and puppies and a couch. Yeah. And like, I don't want to get in there. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of cool. It is cool. Do you yeah. think engineering wise, this is possible or are we not there yet? I think it's yet? possible. Yeah, no, I totally. think it's totally possible because your, your main exterior walls more or less are probably acting as your main anchors for support and your powers is being done on the outside wall. So actually I can, I'm doing kind of maybe micro file? similar to this, but I can get into that. Uh, so the outside are using that as their main, it looks, it seems to me their main, uh, utility stuff. And so you have all your, where your power is coming from, solar panels. All on, this, and a, the, exterior on the exterior, those big exterior mirrors. So where's walls. their light coming from? They're not from the inside, from the middle. So they're, think of two big channels side by side with trees on top. And then you have the outside is exposed. It's open in the middle of it. Oh, I thought that the mirrors themselves were windows as well that you could look out. They are windows. Okay. Uh, so they look mirrored on the outside because they're solar panels. So they're supplying power into the thing. It's zero emissions. It's a really amazing thing. Zero emissions. It, it's it's going to be totally self-sustained in terms of it's going to be really green, which is um, you know pretty cool. Outside of all the diesel moving trucks in the desert yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like emitting carbon monoxide yeah. while they're building everything pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> but zero emissions it'll be green the moment they move in right yeah so sorry you had a file it's neat uh, I, 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 yeah i had a um uh yeah so i can uh, yeah i can talk about the the villages that i'm doing with uh itts i can do that i can man how much that. stuff you got going on yeah <laughs> since the I, last time i saw you yeah, holy it's cow been, it's been crazy uh i've been very blessed man uh, it's it's amazing uh, I, I got no, more no, sorry don't take your no, time right. angelina take, take your time, time. Yeah. don't worry about it 
Uh, if you go to the video, I want to show you that video. Yeah. So oh, this is the I'll video in, you're talking I'll about. I'll intro it. So basically what this is before you start. So it's called the Peace Village Initiative. I'm doing it with ITTS. Uh, so they're out of the United States. They're a not-for-profit. Been around for 10 plus years. Okay. Uh, I talked to him before, Robbie Stokes. He, uh, he uh, worked for the Obama government and all that stuff and traveled the world and all this fun stuff. So... Uh, so this is something where we're working together where he's actually, we're going to be hopefully planning little villages and the video kind of encapsulate kind of what we're doing. You can put that on and then that's okay. one of the units there. That's the thing. And Where's this happening? Uh, so we're going to start in Illinois and certain parts of Africa. Uh, right now they're raising funds and doing all that. So this is probably going to be 2024 realistically. I don't, I don't, it's more of a thing that we're, he's raising funds for and I'm helping him out with. Got it. Any technical stuff. So this is all his community garden stuff he did in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, uh, in Illinois. He's doing that stuff too. So this is his community garden he did, and uh, we're going to be putting units there as well, hopefully. Uh, but uh, it's just kind of so this one's just showing kind of how he evolved in the ten years, and uh, he's traveled freaking all over the world. It's nuts. So uh, this is the latest thing he did, and then if you forward, you can forward a bit. It's almost there. Yeah, that was him when he was in uh, Sudan. What was uh, his name again? I think you mentioned Robbie Stokes. That's yeah, that's it. Yeah, you remember? Right yeah, I remember you yeah, mentioning him. Yeah, I've been working with him for about six years on this kind of. How did he get started out. in this whole? Sk- he just started realizing that there's an opportunity here. Yeah, basically. So yeah, you can pause it right here. Actually, just uh, okay. So how I met him was uh, I told uh, was through a couch surfing community. Remember people were doing that when yeah. I was single back in the day. Yeah. So he was one of the guys, and then um, we never we, we kind of stumbled across this. So. As time went on, he was trying to figure out what he can do and keep evolving his his vision. So he's launching an app, and I talk to strangers app, and all this fun stuff. So, but how this came up uh, came to be is because um, he wanted to do something in terms of having some sort of a community centers and and living spaces uh, for for the places that he goes and the community to hope for to accommodate his community gardens. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. He's like, well, why don't I do a community center here? Why don't I do this this? And then when he did uh, several trips overseas, he came back and he's like, how can we do a village? Can we do that? Is it possible? I said, well, and then I started getting to work and I said, well, let me see. Maybe there's something I could do. So, uh, and that was about six months ago. I started kind of putting together these units here. Well, you can play it. But so I have different uh, different plans for different type of structures. So what size that. are we talking about here? So this is six and a half acres by six and a half acres. So this is just my little cat. That's video. the whole village. This is a whole village. Yeah. So inside of this thing, so the exterior walls are going to be, uh, there's a pathway on the top and then there's going to be all green and cultivation rooms. And then the inner wall is kind of a double wall thing. And you get the little wavy line in the middle. That's a yeah. pa- green pathway that's going to be there. On the inside are going to be uh, are going to be uh, your utilities, your electrical and and all that, and uh, on the roof solar panels, and then on the inside we have community center, medical, multi unit residential shops, and uh, bachelor one unit, one bedroom and two bedroom units, and that's all encapsulated. So this is about uh, can accommodate about five hundred people right now as it Holy. is. Yeah, and this and is it can be parked almost anywhere. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. And they also have gray water, black water tanks, and there's going to be maintenance with self-sustained ones. Uh, another thing that they're doing is they're actually within the, uh, within the States is they're looking into buying uh, old abandoned department stores or parking lots or something. And then they're all of, disappearing. Yeah. So they want to repurpose them and do it like this. The, the, uh, the underground uh, infrastructure is there. Yeah. The water services and yeah. all that. So we wouldn't need the solar panels and we can modify it a little bit, but this is the main thing. So my original uh, vision for this thing started uh, was in 2014 
uh, I was called emergency disaster relief houses. So when I met Robbie throughout the years and all that, I'm like, I just literally just blew the dust off of an old file and showed it to him. Yeah. And he's like, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to, I'm going to try to raise funds. I'm trying to make it happen at some point next. I'm hoping next couple of years. I mean, I, good I, luck I, with it. Yeah. It's a yeah. Idea, right? This is my passion project. It's more my legacy thing. Yeah. I just want to show it and uh, give him a shout out on that. And, um, but that's, so I'm kind of evolving with my designs and pushing the limit with what I can really do with these things. Um, and, I, and, um, also doing, uh, yeah, I'm working with, uh, with Beck modular, the people in Ancaster. Okay. Uh, they're doing nursing homes and, uh, lots of really cool stuff out there as well. They're a great group of guys, the owners there, uh, is a great guy too. Uh, so I'm working with them and I'm actually doing something where I'm doing specific modular things for them to, to, uh, accessories onto their modular structure, which is kind of cool. Like what kind of stuff? Um, uh, you can say prefabricated mansard roofs, uh, modular mansard roof things, uh, mod- modular parapet walls, uh, panelized walls, everything that, that you can't do in a box. They want to be able to do it so that way they can accommodate. So one has like a little lobby with two walls joining the old building to the new modular building. Huh. That's panelized. And then you have the balconies. That's modular. So everything's kind of being done where they want to do it as much as possible, uh, modular. So you're going beyond container. I'm going beyond module as components of the modular. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going beyond that. So I'm working with them on that. That's very interesting. Yeah. So it's really interesting. I'm very, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I hope so why isn't coming. the government coming on board or doing this? Or there is a $1 billion rapid housing fund that's being initiated right now. It's about to go launch rapid housing initiative. All of Canada. Uh, I don't know them. I know Ontario, but I know that there's a fund that's going out there, Mississauga, and wherever there's a housing shortage, they're doing a rapid housing initiative. So how does that all work when you're trying to get a rapid fund? So um, that I don't know. Uh, The manufacturers are basically bidding on the work, and the uh, towns and the cities are allowed X amount. They say, okay, we need 500 units here. Give us your bids. Just like GC's bid stuff, you got the guys bidding on it. Okay, we'll do it. We need a nursing home here. Bid it. We need this. Bid it. Have they done a study where they looked at all the cities? I guess we're talking about Ontario here. Are they yeah. looking for the the cities that need it the most? Is that the idea? I believe they have, yeah. yeah. I can only assume that Toronto is at the top of the list. It should be. But when I was on the Toronto Planning Review Panel, I was on for four years from 2015 to 2019. This is one of the subjects to talk about. So it's crazy how a few years later I see it. So much. Yeah. But yeah. It still hasn't come into play, though. It's, is it going to come into play next year? Uh, no, I think uh, in a month or two. Uh, they already decided last year. They already said. They all signed it in and said, yeah. So uh, that's so where's all this funding coming from? I don't know. From? I think at the feds, but uh, I, I, have, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I literally heard this secondhand from... The manufacturer I'm working with saying, "Oh, we got the rapid housing," and I just looked it up, and so it's been submitted, but it hasn't been approved. It's been submitted, approved, and it's coming in. Oh, it's been approved. Yeah, yeah, it's been approved. This so is now this they're started start back tendering? in 2017. It started this thing. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. During my time there, they were talking about it. Where do you think is the most areas? We need parks. We need this. What's your opinion? And you just didn't put your opinion. I did that for four years. I served the city. And so right now they're at the process of tendering. Uh, not quite. But they're, but they're, we're almost, I'm thinking next year, realistically, or next year they're going to start. So how do contractors that are listening to right now, Mm -hmm. is there a list or is there a website that we can go to, to start looking at what we can tender? I believe so. Uh, So the whole thing is, is that there's two ways. The manufacturer are probably going to ask for subcontractors. Okay. That's why I'm telling your contractors become an installer because they're going to be, there's going to be a bottle. Because that'll be a accreditation. There's going to be, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's going to be a bottleneck in installers. So we're, that's going to be a demand there. 
So uh, that's one thing. Second thing is that you can go to the manufacturer and say, hey, put me on your list for installers. So when they bid, they go to them and say, how, like anything else, I need to carry a price how much? Uh, this much. Okay, great. They get awarded the contracts. Five guys bid, uh, bid on the one thing as an installer. They pick the one guy and they get the contract as the subcontractors go. Yeah. And then the manufacturers are probably going to, are mostly going to be the ones that are going to be bidding this thing. Or GCs that have a division like PCL, uh, they got a modular division now. Ellis Don's got a modular division now. Amatomy's got a modular division now. So all the big guys are coming too. So it's starting to become or really will interesting. Will they gobble it all up? I hope not, but <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a designer guy that do that works for the manufacturers. So you're so. one of many? or I'm one of, well, the, out of the manufacturers, there are a lot of them are setting up, yeah. But in terms of who gets what and all that, it's... Nobody knows about this, man. Nobody, I know. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's coming. Yeah, they, they already did do all of that, and uh, they're... So yeah. why didn't, did they, like, media-wise, did they announce this? Did they yeah, share they did. It? Back in the summer, Doug Ford did a thing with PCL. Uh, really? They announced a new nursing home and all that. And I remember him talking about that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's part of that whole... part of it. That's part of that whole realm there, yeah, for nursing homes and for seniors' homes. And now they're doing rapid housing, low-cost housing, and, and all that tied into all that. So it's a lot of it's just to boost things to uh, kind of get things moving with the. Uh, well, it's kind of it's. It, it it's makes a good sense. Thing. Yeah, because you can get it faster, get everything done faster, and I just hope that it doesn't get gobbled up by the big guys like too much. That's my first concern when I start yeah. hearing you start telling me that they're going to be playing in the same sandbox, yeah, I, right? Most likely they are going to be, but because when you see them set up, I'm like, okay, well, they're 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 going to try to do that. So for me, I'm just trying to go after my specific niche. And, and hope that, uh, you know, if I, so for my part with that, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to directly take part in that stuff. I'm dealing with the manufacturer that is. So I will just say, well, you know, this is my part in it and this is how much it is. And if I get it, I get it. Right. So in terms of how, uh, because I'm sure there's qualifications, I haven't looked into it and you know, you got to be a certain size, certain this, uh, cause so to get you know, trained, what would, what's involved in getting trained? If you're a GC, you're a contractor, you want right. to get into this, this landscape now, um, you know, offhand what it takes? Yeah, so uh, experience and learning about the actual product you're installing specifically because it's like working as a mechanic. Not every car is the same. So you got to know exactly the product you're working with. Yeah. You got to know exactly the kind of crane you need. You got to, that's why I'm saying go to a specific manufacturer and try that system and go around their system first. Because that way you're the one that can get called upon to do the installs. Is it right? worth going to check out Stack downtown or go check out? It, yeah, it is worth it. Okay. because. But the thing is, is that that's containers. So uh, a, a company that does, doesn't do containers might have a modular unit. You got to make sure that you know how to deal with that. Like I just did a, an exist. I did one this past summer, the Royal Canadian Yacht Club, the one yeah. down on Cherry Street. Yeah, They had an existing old William Scotsman unit that went all out of whack. And they hired me to do an assessment on it to make sure to kind of get five more years out of it. So I knew the Scotsman uh, system, so I knew how, kind of what to do in that case. And uh, so I actually came and got a contractor, and they came, and I trained them on how to level the thing and do all that. So uh, that was just a small thing, but I, I just you know the system that you're going to deal with. Uh, not everyone's the same, and that's what I'm saying. And try not... If you want to try to deal with every single modular manufacturer, that might be something where you're spreading yourself. Pick and choose, thin. right? Pick and choose, focus, say, here, I want to be your installer for that. I've been contracting for XYZ amount of years, and I want to get in. Uh, because a lot of the times, contractors want to be manufacturers. That's a whole different game. And if you're just a smaller kind of a fish here, like, a, like how my company is and all that, you find your niche. And for those guys, I recommend being an installer first before you tr uh, try to jump in as a manufacturer. Do we take... 
are you are you thinking that we have to take our hard hat off for regular way of or the way we've been building for so long and put this hat on because it's a different way of looking at things um from a from a construction, uh, construction. on-site construction yeah. perspective yeah yes and no you need that core experience from many but the thing is is this is a manufactured product you're installing a manufacturer like putting in a dishwasher there's only one way you can put it in you know you, there's no like so you can't it, like you know, when you're doing traditional, there's ways to kind of fix things as you're going along. But this is a set product. You're no. putting it in. This that's is it. A to go to B, B to yeah. go to C. Prep the ground. It. Put this in. Do this. Put it in. Hook it up this way. Do that. Commission it. Fire it up. Hand it over to the client. Nice, man. I want to try to get into a little bit of the future here, man. Try mm. to figure out where this is going because it's, sure. I'm only assuming that it's just growing and growing from that point. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I know, are there other cities that are getting bigger and better with this stuff than versus um, Toronto? It sounds like Toronto is a little bit of a leader. Toronto is, is really embracing the laneway suite stuff. Yeah. They're really doing really well on that. I, I, di- I designed a few of them. Uh, they went out to, uh, so the laneway suite stuff that I did is usually the client went and shopped around for manufacturers which created the demand for me to join up with the manufacturer to to uh, do because when people deal with me, I don't want them to go to manufacturer I don't know anything about, try to follow what I'm doing, and then it doesn't work out quite yeah, right. Yeah. So after going a lot of extensive vetting as to find a good manufacturer to link with, I found Beck because their stuff is state-of-the-art. They imported their stuff, equipment from Europe, from England, all that, and they're actually doing it in the same methodology in terms of uh, everything from they thought about the torsion during transport and stuff, so uh sorry so um going back to the original thing that where's it going the future where's it going so i see the technology is going to be evolving it's going to get cheaper lighter faster uh and i see it going more vertically up and i see a lot of the traditional construction kind of start it's kind of like the uh, gas to ev thing got it i see that going that way prefab's going to be here it's going to be one methodology and it's going to be a way to do it you know, like it, it still has like the same with the EVs. It's still it's still evolving, but now it's I see it having actually more of a bigger market share in terms of the method of way things are being done. But then you got the OBC versus CSA thing. That's kind of another thing that they're trying to. So get. how do we streamline, or how, can you? I guess it's just rules. There are rules in place. There's rules in place. So basically, what it is is, as long as the city sees what is behind the wall. And as long as there is a, a body that is taking, uh, assuming the certification that it meets the standards for what that code is, the, usually the city's good with it. But it's so new to a lot of people at the city where they ask for things that, or they suggest things, or you have to show them things that aren't really relevant to modular. So, uh, like, example, like, well, where's the steel I-beam going here? Well, the I-beam is actually in two pieces integrated into the unit. Well, how's that? Well, this is how it is. There's my structural calculations. And so that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, but isn't there a certification at that point when you get it from CSA? There is, but during the build and during the permitting process, because you're jumping from fi- uh, foundation, uh, conceivably, to the final. To fi- yeah, you basically. Right? But, I mean, you're you're jumping that, but you're arriving with someone signing off on Correct. that. Correct, 100%. Because each the thing is, number, you, you've taken it into a, a factory, yes. you're, you've chopped it up, designed yes. it, yes. and then signed off on it to get your, so that's what happens. Yep. And then you ship it, and yep. now the final assembly yep. finalizes everything. Yeah, and that's what gets inspected on site. So during that process, as long as the city has copies of all those drawings and documentation, which they're fully uh welcome to do which is what i usually i usually give them my drawings when i do my designs of that part and then uh, they know what's going on and then they look at it and say okay well it's bolted like this 
is both like that. All right, I'm good with that. Because this is basically all new language for the inspectors. More or less, yeah. In certain cases, it is. But a foundation, same foundation, same just different thing. methodology. Just the way it's anchored together to the foundation. Yeah, where the, how it's done. But it is different. But I think the more or less the inspectors have been have been good as long as they see exactly what's there. As long as you do spend a little bit more time during that process in terms. But that's because it's new to them, right? So that's, that's the, all. It, I've been in it for 10 years, so it's a little bit... I know these things, but it's new to them. So I, that's one of the things that... I have to, uh, but I see as things go on, they're going to understand it more. Same thing where they used to went go from clapboard to vinyl siding. Yeah, to, yeah. Same thing, right? So it's kind of the same kind are, of. Are you anchoring the units like the same way with the J bolt? Yes. Really? In this case, I will be. Yeah. And that and that that and uh, the, the the mill job that I showed you. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 So you're still so you're doing the foundation. You're throwing the yeah. J bolts in there, and then you're you're already pre drilling holes. Yeah. And, and then, then they drop in place. Yeah. Have an L bracket with pre drilled holes, and then you just do yourself. And that's your anchoring. Line. That's structural. that's your anchoring and all that, and that's that's it. Wow. On the outside, and make sure corrosive protection and all that, and you're good to go. Well, corrosive protection. Is, 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 well, galvanize. Use a galvanize. Yeah, 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 thing. yeah Something yeah. to cover so it doesn't rust and eventually weaken over time. That's of course. Simple, but that's building code stuff. They already know that. So that's the whole thing is that all they need to know is what is, what are you doing differently from how I've normally seen it? What is what we're doing? What there's an anchor bolt. It's covered. It's rust proof. All right. I get it. No problem. That's the, so you still, it's that you still need that base experience. Contractors, they, you got to, you still got to know how to put a J bolt correctly. So they know how to grade things correctly. You still got to do all of that. Of course, yeah. It's just, you're adding a new thing for their portfolio to figure it out. To how to do it oh well i know how to install the units too because you know i've been doing it i do this i've done that so um so i'm thinking i don't know like i may be starting training sessions oh uh, really and I, I may be doing that or, or work with a manufacturer i've worked with the manufacturer that would make with sense that would to help do training guys, sessions yeah. yeah for install so I, i'm i'm looking into doing like because there is a demand for people to train how to do it right so uh but that's that's another thing I might want to. I'm probably going to end up doing. So that's why I want to kind of videotape as much as uh, projects come in this year as possible. Sure, so people and then that way idea. I can actually show them how to give yeah. them an idea and how to yeah. do it. Right. So I can see a lot of guys wanting to do that. Check it out. Yeah, I got yeah. Um, my HVAC guy. He's he's loving this. He's already done a couple. Uh, uh, Gianni Atazio Mechanical. He's a great guy. He uh, he's the one who he's doing he's really actually going out of his way and learning how to do the hvac and how to do it in your connections and your offsets and but he's loving it he, he's he's enjoying it he's done three so far and he's doing some more and hopefully he'll be doing this but uh you know are there more you know. uh suppliers coming out because i i know that not everybody's a fan of that corrugated metal look on the exterior but yeah you could you could hear any kind of cladding Anything. on it you want yeah oh, i could show you the mobile dental unit actually oh so yeah no, sure i know it's another okay. thing i'm working on i want to show it to but you i mean I, the variety. I, I could yeah. only assume okay so you're cladding that then yeah we're cladding it with a uh, nice stained wood we might do architectural paneling i just okay. met him this morning uh but this is a unit i'm doing for a company called dentist concierge uh, yeah. uh lauren elbaz is the owner uh Great guy. I've been developing this with them actually for about a year and a half now. So we're down to the point. So the bottom, how it's raised there, that's all. It's going to be a self-sustained mobile dental unit because his clientele is he builds dental and medical offices. Okay. And so what we're doing here is while he's been renovating the dental offices, dentist has to work somewhere. Yeah. In comes these. And you rent them and it has water tanks, gray, black water tanks. That's a single op unit. Uh, so you have one up and you have one stair, a stereo center and you have a washroom and a mechanical room on the side 
And below that, you have your gray water tanks, your black water tanks, your solar management and system. It's, it's mobile. Your barred and it's You mobile. can move this. You can move this thing. So you drop it, and then you bolt in those little legs going out there. And then you uh, either weigh it down, anchor it down, bolt it down, uh, however, wherever you're putting it. Uh, I'm doing this so that it can fit in three parking spaces. Wow. Right outside your place. So that's why I was asking. Like, I, mm. I, I can only assume that a lot of manufacturers of interesting new materials, yeah. they're factoring how to incorporate these new materials yeah. with these projects. Yeah. So actually, if you flip over, I'll show you the, uh, the base frame of these things to explain kind of like, I'm using like an automotive method of this. Uh, yeah, just keep going next image. I think it'll show up. But, uh, Is it stuck or something? No. Oh, there's a floor oh, plan. There's, actually. Okay, well, there's cool. a floor. I can show you this since we're here. That's the floor right. plan. So you have your single op, stereo center, washroom, mechanical room. So that's one container, that's, right? That and, is and size of what? That's 12 by 20. 12 by 20. 12 feet by 20 feet. Okay. Uh, so if you just flip to the other ones, that's a two op. That is going to be 20 by 24, 20 by 27. I apologize. huge, Sorry. man. Yeah. And then you got two ops that, and then EPDM roof and membrane, all that same. 21 and a half by 26 now, three spots. So if you go to the next one, there's so much going on, man. I just, <laughs> yeah, this is a section view. So this one okay, will so show from you. Underneath. Okay. underneath is where all your stuff. So we're going to have heat trace cables in there, uh, solar panels if we need it, or we just hook up to the local uh, uh, electrical connect on the actual. So you're place. getting enough power with the solar panels that, that you set it up that you are self-sufficient. We could, because we're going to have a backup Jenny in there. So, because to get all of the power, you're going to need a lot more solar panels. Yeah. So, we have a backup generator with heat trace cables and, uh, uh, you know, Tesla batteries. They want to do really, really cool work. So, when is so, this going to be, re or is this ready? Uh, no. We're going to be start manufacturing, hopefully, the first one by February of next year. First one's going to be, so it's going to hit the shop floor, hopefully, soon. And then uh, it's going to come out, and then uh, we're going to take it to the first site and hook up all the chairs and everything. It'll be ready to go. Tim Orange has been doing that for a while. This is just, they never, this hasn't yeah, been that's there. right. Remember when they're building the rentals and they have like a, it's the same kind of, same kind of concept. And they it. just park it there. And park it, it there and they have the drive until through. Until the time until, it takes to. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how he got the idea for his dental stuff because the dentists were saying, well, where am I going to work? I got to leave something else. I got to do it. So this one is one where they can do it that way where the people where it's next door to his location, people know where he is. They just park, they go in for their thing, and they come out. And then that's what they use while it's, while it's full office is getting done. What are you recommending using for glass for these units, like the actual containers that are specific, or it doesn't matter? You could throw vinyl in there, you could throw aluminum in there. Uh, anything. Anything you yeah, want. Was, you just got to reinforce around it properly. You that's it. You so as soon as you cut it out, you still have to frame it out. But yeah. that's part of the actual structural point of it. It's part of the structural in this case, yeah. Yeah. You have the tubing, and you have all the self-tapper holes and everything there for you to put your window in. You got to think automotive with these things. It's definitely uh, automotive style. Oh, assembly so like line. custom, right? Assembly line man, uh, building, basically. So station one frame, station two floor, station three this. It's same as when you're building a car. Station so, one so frame, you, so station you two engine, reach out, station three You got to reach out to exhibit then. And then you got to pimp your containers. Pimp you gotta, <laughs> I like that. Pimp my container. <laughs> pimp your container because your then you container. remember that show? All I you, love that. All pimp you my older ride? people. All, yeah, Hell yeah. Right. A lot of people don't know Do you know remember that. that, Angelina? You remember Pimp My Ride? Okay. <laughs> Exhi where's he at? So, he's probably in a container somewhere. I think he's doing Law and Order now. I <laughs> no. Think, I think. I don't know. He's doing, yeah, I think so. He's doing something. I can't picture exhibits. <laughs> He's doing something, or, yeah. Like, I lost a lot of uh, respect for, I guess, uh, yeah, Ice-T yeah. when he started being a... 
SVU. Yeah, yeah. That's a different tangent. Just, no, I'm fascinated by this stuff. I, yeah, I mean, I, I love know. that all this stuff that you got a lot of stuff going on, man. Yeah, and thank you. It's going, so it's really it's, interesting. It's been a blessing. I'm very, yeah. very happy, and I'm hoping to keep going. And, uh, hey, I got challenges and everything, like everything else, and uh, hoping to just keep going. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, see what this the, year get happens. Get the class going, man. Like, that's going to definitely be a thing. Yeah, I, yeah have, honestly, yeah. Now that I'm talking to you about it. That's one of the things I'm thinking. Yeah, doing the courses, get the installers going, and like I said, uh, I'm now I if for all my customers, I want me to also offer to build them the unit. I'm partnered with uh, Beck out of Ancaster and Mississauga, and they're they do a great job. So those are the ones that that could be uh, what they can do for building those units. So um, yeah, I'm excited about what's coming in forward. So uh, nice. yeah, man. So we'll see what happens. Let's do the twelve questions again, man. Oh yeah! Now that we have a camera zone, uh, everybody, we're still listening. We're still talking to Anon. Adnan. Adnan. Yeah. Adnan Zabian. Yeah. And then it's www.acadmodular.com yep. and it's info at acadmodular.com yep. and it's on Instagram. His name or you actually my name both. and Acad Modular. Yeah, I have both exactly. on there. One or yeah, the other, I, right? I post on. You know, I post on one, I post on the other. It's just, uh, <laughs> I'm there. It works. Yeah. What yeah. is your favorite construction word? Favorite construction word? Finished. <laughs> Least favorite construction word? Problem. What turns you on in construction? Seeing my vision come to life. What turns you off? Not seeing my vision come to life. <laughs> what is your favorite curse word? You don't curse, yeah? In general, I curse. Oh, you curse. My okay. favorite one? Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's. <laughs> what is your favorite vehicle? Uh, favorite vehicle ever. God, I don't know. There's a lot. One of. Uh, I said Rolls Royce last time. Uh, I. You know what, Lamborghini Diablo, man. I can't fit in one, but they're still my favorite car. Nineties, yeah. eh? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah it's man. A nice shape. It's yeah. a nice shape. I sat in one. I couldn't. I you couldn't fit. It's too I'm too tight. tall. I'm too big. I was like, man. <laughs> I couldn't fit in one. <laughs> well, that's that's your, all right. Your least favorite. My least favorite car? Yeah. Vehicle, anything. K car, man. I f oh, Dodge Neon. I hate no, it. No, no, no. You, you, hang on. You said the K car. K first. car, too. K car, I Dodge Neon. I remember the K car. Uh, yeah, yeah. K cars are my. So I, would, I would put the K car watch as number any, one. Watch any 80s cop drama. Oh, yeah. Narc cars, man. That's <laughs> what we used to call them. K cars, narc cars. <laughs> <laughs> They're, a, they're a, ugly as a hell. A buddy man. of mine in, in high school drove around in like a piss yellow color, pink. They're kind ugly. of, oh my and God. They, did, they used to, I think they tried disaster. to upgrade the, the badging where they had the, the cross and then. Yeah, the Reliant. The, yeah, yeah, it. that's what it is. <laughs> Which the, is ironic. The upscale one version. It wasn't the Reliant. It, was, it wasn't Reliant. It was a piece of crap. <laughs> what construction terrible. sound or noise do you love? Mm. Do I love? I like the sound of like the hydraulics, you know what I mean? Like it just sounds like shit's being done with the hydraulic sound, you know? I like that sound, hydraulics. What construction sound noise do you hate? Incessant scratching, like a saw going through concrete. That kind of fucking sound. Uh, I don't like it. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? IT or something in culinary. Like a chef in a restaurant or something in IT. Yeah, that was my two what passions. What kind of food? I make a lot of stuff. I I, I uh, actually I make a lot of Lebanese food, which is my own culture. I make Italian food. I make uh, I got into some South Asian food because my wife, yeah. but uh, I'm not the greatest at it. But I'm starting to learn that because the herbs and stuff. <laughs> it's hard, man. You got to mix. There's so many spices. There's rules, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my, but, it, but it's tastes. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's she's a great cook. So I, I I stay in my Lebanese and Italian, North American type. I'd be realm. a mix, eh? Lebanese and Italian. Yeah. How would you mix that? 
Oh, there's ways to do it. Definitely, you, yeah. can, you can. There's a lot. You can. You can have the hummus on the one side, not with pasta. That's no, 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 no. You can, so we have something kind of like a personalized pizza. Okay. So you can make it in that methodology, but more with pizza and the meatballs on top instead of with the cheese and the thing. I can do it. Uh, I, 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 you gave me an idea, man. <laughs> well, that's what I would have done. What profession would you not like to do? Um, not like to do. Look, I respect all professions, but myself personally, I wouldn't want to, at this current point in my life, doing anything in the uh, retail or or kind of thing. You know what I mean? Retail, you know, like put me in the warehouse in the back kind of thing because I think it would just bother me after a while. And the last question, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Mm. Don't worry about for the wrong that you did. You made it in, you made the cut, and good job. Nice. That's basically. I had none. It's always nice to see you, man. Yeah, man. Thank Good you. Thanks for having you. me. I, I love that you got by. so much going on, man. Thank you, man. I, hey, it was, uh, yeah, during COVID, man. Honestly, I started the company a few months before COVID launched. And when COVID I know. hit, I was like, I know. what do I do? <laughs> is but this going to happen? Here, what you, do I? here you go. Like yeah. two, three years later, this yeah. is what you've done. Yeah. And then, so there's Same a lot of construction. You. Look at this. Well, no, this is nice. It's, it's great. And having the conversation is going to hit yeah. 300 soon. Oh, thank right? you. Right? So it's wow. just like this. Congratulations, is, it's man. It's been good. Thanks, man. So yeah. we've got a lot of interesting shows coming up, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. What's Just Hydrate? What is that? That's a friend of mine. Oh, nice. He dared me to put it on, so it's right there. Cucumber, <laughs> apple, lemon. That sounds really nice. Sounds it healthy. is actually. They're pretty tasty, I've man. been uh, doing uh, uh, oolong, Chinese oolong tea with the uh, herbal mushroom mix for energy. So I've coffee. been doing like sarasop tea. I've been doing that all kind kinds of, of teas. It's fantastic, man. Yeah, drinking beets and stuff. Because, you know, you're 38 now. It's yeah, I know. As you get older, we start paying attention to that shit. I know, man. I go to a healthy <laughs> planet now and almond milk and... God bless my wife. I don't do <laughs> almond milk. I don't do almond milk. It's not man. bad. It's not bad. It's uh, you know your real regular milk. I don't. I'm not even a milk guy. I don't like okay. milk. Yeah, yeah I'm um, lactose intolerant. So are I you? Yeah. So almond milk's fine for that. Almond milk's fine. Yeah, yeah. Soy milk, almond milk is fine for that. Totally fine. Yeah, it's just dairy. You don't want the dairy stuff in it. I don't know, but I'm and still a cheese out of guy. A I'm Portuguese man, so I, I love my cheese. Dude, I had man. an aunt. My uncle was married to a Portuguese lady. The Portuguese cheese, that smelly Saint cheese. George. Yeah, I know. I love man, that I'll cheese. Never, I get it now. I got a I wedge a right at home. Pill, <laughs> four or five of them, and I and I have a little bit. That's what I you do. Take a, my brother's like oh that too. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I like those pills. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what do you do? You do it and you have a little bit. Oh, you got to enjoy the cheese. Yeah, man. Got to enjoy the oh, cheese, man. Of course. Everybody, reach out to him. You guys got any questions? I definitely encourage all the contractors mm. out there to pay attention to this segment because it's going to grow. Thank you. And, and it's just going to give you different avenues of work yeah. and possibities. And guess what? Like mm. construction, we all learn. So this yeah. is a new way to, to build. And, and if anybody needs my design services to go modular with your project, call me. And if you're a contractor who's serious and wanting to learn how to be an installer, by all means, call me. Reach out. So, uh, and Reach we can out. take care of you. www.acadmodular.com. Info at acadmodular.com. I think that's it, bro. That's it. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my birthday. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. We are out of here. Thank you, Angelina. Thank you, guys.